I was dead. No pulse, no brain waves. I was dead. Truly dead. Okay, you were dead. Only you just didn't stay that way. Is that it? I'm immortal. You're certifiable. Give me the gun. God, I hate this part. What are you gonna do now? Shoot me? Not exactly. No! never get to taste my gnocchi welcome to the highlander rewatch <laughs> podcast the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the highlander universe i'm one of your rewatchers i'm keith this is kyle and uh gnocchi i, I taste that gnocchi you would taste that gnocchi by this, i don't know i think i think the immortal man, villain this, mario this busts out that line i don't know i imagine a murderer makes a good gnocchi <laughs> Sure, why not? It's the most villainous of, you know, pastas or uh, Italian dishes or whatever. Um, very good. I can All sign right. on to that. It is the most villainous Italian <laughs> I dish. I don't know. Uh, so welcome. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the Islander Rewatch podcast. We're uh, now into episode two of our Raven coverage. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed our comeback last week uh, and us uh, trod, you know, trudging our way through the first episode. It's certainly different. As we mentioned last week too, you know, uh, this is like a, a, not a rewatch really for us, but a watch. We've never seen these episodes before. So it's, you know, we don't have like the nostalgia built in. Uh, this is this is all pretty new to us. Uh, so um, also what, what we want to do is we want to be a little bit more positive about the show since we, uh, you know, uh, perhaps got off to a rocky start when we first record, started recording these episodes in the summer. Um, uh, but and, and this perhaps is, even a rocky start last week when we were. Yeah, even the that. First like, uh, so. This is the last week my notes are like very in-depth because I originally took these notes. I originally, I Kyle, guess uh, guess how many pages of notes I have on this episode? Whatever the answer is, is going to be alarming. So I'm going to guess 15 pages. <laughs> 45 pages of notes. Oh, what? What? There Did are you 40 take a page of notes per minute of the episode? Practically. it's It was, it was really <laughs> difficult and I was upset a lot. It was very upsetting. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a oh, lot boy. of like in-depth screenwriting stuff that we're gonna well, well we'll talk about some of it we'll breeze over some of the other stuff because we, we can't get bogged down in it but when we move forward into episode three uh we'll, we'll be a little less uh critical of our like in-depth analysis stuff and we want to talk more about the characters that sort of stuff uh, so that'll shorten the show down a bit uh and and hopefully make it a little more bearable um so that's that um also before we get started i did have two very quick things i wanted to read um and the first was a mess message we got on Patreon from Adam R. Uh, and I thought this was so entertaining. Uh, he says, I want you guys to know that when listening to the new episode today, I watched the prices for the Raven DVD sets go from $15 and then explode to several hundred dollars and then no longer be available. Looks like you got a lot of people curious about the series. And so what that? Wow. Is what, that great? What? Wow. How about I that? I hope that's true. Um... But that's yeah. wild. Isn't that like, wild? I feel like and, I, yeah. Uh, so, so like, I'm assuming he's talking about eBay. 
Yeah, like eBay, Amazon. Like uh, I, I know I got my copy on the DVD for like 23 bucks, 24. It really wasn't that bad on Amazon. Last time I checked Amazon a few days ago, it was like in the $60 range. Uh, so it was still higher and there weren't as many copies available. So uh, that's pretty interesting, uh, I think. So uh, thanks for that email. Also, you know, Davis Panzer, if you want to send us little residuals on some of these sales, huh? <laughs> um, that's totally uh, fine too. At least on Am- at least on Amazon Prime, the DVDs are indeed sixty one dollars. That's more expensive than they were. How that's changed, but and there's only one left in stock. There so, you go, one left in stock. How about that, right? So uh, thank you, Adam R, for that. Uh, also, just want to give a quick shout out uh, to a longtime contributor, Brian S. Uh, I just want to say thanks for your email. Uh, it was it was really good to hear from you. We're all thinking of you, bud, and. Uh, you know, uh, we're glad this podcast can, you know, uh, help you. And we're glad these uh, new episodes are coming uh, for you to enjoy. So thank you very much, Brian S. I just want to say that. Anyway, uh, Brian's. Brian's, that's right. Uh, you ready to hop into this episode, Kyle? Let's All right, do let's. it. Like a bowl of gnocchi, I'm ravenous for this episode. That's right. All right. Uh, <laughs> ravenous. That's like the That's like the evil version of hunger, too, right? Oh, absolutely. Sure. Well, you got to be the evil version of hungry for the evil version of pasta. (laughs) That's right. All right. So this is season one, episode two, full disclosure of Highlander colon The Raven. Uh, This first aired October 3rd, 1998. This was directed by Peter Ellis. Uh, This is his first and only Raven episode, but Peter did six episodes of the Highlander series. Uh, He did Studies in Light. Hey, that's what the first episode of season two. We like that. The fighter. Hey, you know what I mean? Richie. (laughs) Uh, Unholy Alliance one and two. Manhunt. Like we like a lot of these episodes and dramatic license. All of these episodes are very good. Uh, Yeah. Great. Um, Sadly, uh, they died in 2006 at the age of 58, which is a bummer. That is a bummer. That is a bummer. This was written by James Thorpe. Uh, this is his first of six episodes. Uh, he did eight episodes of Highlander. Uh, and he was like brought on later in the, like he's like a, the way some writers, I guess, were kind of early Highlander writers. Like you see Maury Ravinsky a lot in seasons like one through four. And then I think he does come back in season six. Uh, but th- there's he some does. other writers that are like, do maybe four episodes, but they're in season one and two. Uh, and then you never hear from them again. Uh you know, uh, James Thorpe comes in at the end of the Highlander run. Uh, so he did eight episodes of Highlander, including Money No Object, The Valkyrie, Money No, Money no uh, Modern forget Prometheus. forget that chestnut. That's right. <laughs> uh, Diplomatic Community, Deadly Exposure, Two of Hearts, and Indiscretions. There you go. All right. A lot of soft pilots in there. Yes, definitely. Right. Um, so we got some guest stars. This uh, guest stars Carlo Rota as Mar- Mario Cardoza. Uh, this guy's been in a lot. Uh, started in the early 90s with things like Forever Night. Hey, and Kung Fu, The Legend Continues. Uh, he's also been in shows like uh, he did 15 episodes of La Femme Nikita, Adventures Inc., which I know we've played the opening credits to. Uh, and James Thorpe was, a, <laughs> uh, I think, a producer on that. Um, he also did nine episodes of Queer as Folk. Uh, which has connections okay. to Russell Mulcahy, who did a bunch of their episodes. Uh, and he was in 29 episodes of 24. Uh, uh, and more recently- That's just been... confusing. Yeah, I know, right? That's very confusing. Uh, it's just being 24 <laughs> how, episodes. How dare he be in, yeah. in more than 24? Um, uh, would you like to see the show 29? We'd love that, right? 
I mean, what's the hook on 29? It's on a new planet that's the day hours. is 29 hours long. <laughs> it's a whole different oh, now I'm very sold right? on this. And there's a couple extra, <laughs> yeah, five extra up, episodes to build the suspense. Okay, uh, he <laughs> was uh, more recently in eight episodes of uh, Jane the Virgin, uh, American Horror Story, and The Flash. Um, this also guest stars Ryan um, uh, Rajendra Black as Johnny. Uh, I don't know too much about him. I don't really have any credits or anything. Uh, Jack Burning as Walter. This is the old like native grandfather. Uh, he's had oh, he small gets, roles. He, he just quickly gets the shit beaten out of him and dies. That <laughs> That's <guy>. it, right? Uh, <laughs> All right. He does a yeah. great job. If you look at his credits, it's usually credited as like old native man. It will like it has credits like that, like no name, just old native man. Uh, but I did think this was funny. He's in Red Dem Redemption 2, the video game, as local pedestrian population. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a step sideways from old native man, but sure, you right? know, it's, uh, it's of a type. Yeah, sure. Uh, this also guest stars Michael uh, Kopman, Kopman, excuse me, as Carl Magnus, the police captain. Carl Magnus, right? <laughs> I also, I just I want to say yes, he is back. in four more episodes after this one. I, and I'm just like, how do they, what? how do they keep bringing those characters back? He was shoehorned into this episode. Uh huh. I don't know how he gets in all these other ones. Yeah, I can't but. believe he's just not a pilot only guy that helped move like just was like ah you're not on the force and that's it right and that's it but no he's yeah. back he's part of the cast right okay so we've got uh two episode descriptions from imdb kyle uh, i've copied them both there because there were two episodes sometimes there's multiples right uh, uh i'm gonna read them both uh, i haven't read them since i copied and pasted them into my document <laughs> six months ago so here we go uh amanda fights an immortal named cardoza because he put a hit out on an old Native American man. Amanda tells Wolf all about being immortal, and Wolf also witnesses a quickening. Wait. Oh, all right. And okay. also. But it continues. That's This is still part of it. Amanda Wait. and Nick try to save an old American Indian man from a savage mugging, only for Amanda to realize there is an immortal involved, Mario Cardoza, in a centuries-old centuries assassin currently living as a high-prow chef who murdered the uh, the discharged code speaker, one of the Navajo speaking Native Americans who participated in World War II because the old man recognizes him from 50 years ago. Nick enlists the old man's grandson oh to God. help him track down Mario, leaving a small suspicious old photo of Amanda. While Amanda tries to convince him not to go after Cardoza, she ends up shooting herself in front of him and tells him the secret of Immortal's existence in a final oh attempt God. to get to leave him alone. It goes on. Oh she is forced to confront Mario at sword's length and Nick becomes witness to his first quickening. That's that one was... description. The other description reads, Amanda finds that, Nick. That description was literally every beat of the episode. <laughs> yeah, we're done after that. Uh, this the other one says- I don't want to see find... the episode now. That's right. We'll just end now. <laughs> It'll be real quick. That's how we shorten this up. All right, uh, that's been our show. Bye. <laughs> Amanda finds Nick still crestfallen over the death of his partner, drunk in a bar. She attempts to apologize for what happened, but Nick tells her to leave. Outside the bar, the they witness a shooting, but they are too late to save the victim. After fighting off the killers, Amanda sees them enter a car that also contains Mario Cardoza. The car contains this man. <laughs> an immortal hitman. Realize I will never not... describe myself as riding in a car again. Right. I'm, cont I'm contained. I'll be contained in this I'm, car. I'll be contained by this car. Am People I being are like, are you okay? Are you kidnapped right now? Um, realizing this was not a simple mugging, she and Nick try to uncover the truth and stop Cardoza before he can reach his next target, which is almost irrelevant. So it doesn't matter. Great. Uh, there we go. That's that. 
Woo! All right, Kyle, tell me about the cold oh, open. We made it. Well, first we get uh, a previously on. Oh yeah, we, we got do, like right? a four a four minute previously on that goes back through most of that last episode. Yeah, it uh, does. and it does. I just wanted to point out they show you the badge handshake again. They do in case right? you needed to in case you needed to to miss it again. Well, that's the thing. It's like, it does really happen quickly. Like I was thinking about that again. It it's like, I missed that like two times watching it, that he hands his badge up. Like if you glance away, you will miss that critical bit of information. Like whatever. Anyway, it's fine. Uh, so, so as we heard in that IMDb episode description, Nick is drinking alone at the bar. At the bar, uh, the Imperial, right? Which uh, yeah. still exists if you want to visit uh, Toronto. Uh, you oh, know. That's fun. It is. I, also, I, I was checking this place out, like no joke. This place, I bet, like it's kind of dingy and whatever, but it's like in a cool part of town. It's also next to a place called the Burrito Boys, which is spelled with a Z. <laughs> uh, oh, into that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this looks fantastic. Uh, but they look like they have like great frozen chicken fingers. And I'm not saying that as a joke. Like, I bet it's fucking great. Anyway, moving yeah, on. I bet just... like you're at that place drunk and you're going to house those fingies. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, and Amanda shows up in a red scarf, like the shadow, <laughs> to be like, to, to I don't know what, just be like, hey, you all right, man? Yeah, how did she even know to get uh, go here? What, like, whatever, anyway. <laughs> well, I get the impression she, well, she says she's been looking for him. Right, so I guess and I think this, this is like is a cop bar process. too, right? Question mark? I That would not surprise me. Because there's like a police officer why behind him. I, I don't know. I, I whatever. Um, so he's all mad at her and he's drunk. He's like he's like putting his finger inside the glass. Did you notice that he he puts his finger in yes, the glass? Yes, it was very and he's strange. Like, oh, I need this. I need this <laughs> alcohol. He's like, what? so good. Yeah, it's very odd. Like mm -hmm. it's almost like it's like cake batter or something. He's like licking out oh, of the bowl. Right? Yeah, that cookie dough. Whiskey. Um, yeah. So he basically just but, tells Amanda, like, fuck off. I saw you die. I don't want to talk to you. Like, my life is fucked because of whatever happened. And I'm, like, drinking the pain away, right? And she's like, oh. And yeah. so she leaves. And, like, there's a cop. Like, I don't know. That's it. That's that's kind of all we know. And it's a strange little scene. Because, like you said, Kyle, we have a previously on. So, like, yeah. a big question I asked myself, uh, if you remember from, like, the Endgame podcast we did, is, like, what is the point of this scene? Like, what do we learn? And like, am I learning anything I didn't learn in the previous Leon? I would maybe argue I, I don't. Well, I guess what we're learning from this scene is that Nick's in a bad spot and Amanda is looking for him. I right. guess that's what we learned. To apologize, right? So, so okay. So now, yes. now Nick leaves and uh, it's starting to rain or whatever. And he looks down the alley and there's this dude just getting mugged right or whatever just getting pummeled <laughs> just <laughs> annihilated so uh, like, and then but then things escalate faster because they pull a gun on this guy and blow him away blow him away right uh and nick like runs and tackles this guy it's an amazing like leap and tackle and then there's nice. a fight uh and amanda shows up to save nick like nick is gonna get like is he gonna get shot or i forget what the fuck or punched or whatever and then boom Amanda hits him with a board well this is there's a second guy that Nick didn't realize were there. So right. was there. So he's in trouble now until Amanda evens the odds with a two by four or something. Right. So again, I'm wondering like, why is she there? Like, did she really leave? Is she waiting to talk to Nick later? Did this happen like right away? Like when she left? I, I don't know. Like, it's just strange. It's that one she's of able... those. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. Right. She didn't leave. She uh, didn't leave. I think there's other ways you could have done this to, place them together more right but whatever yeah. anyway um 
But so, at one point, the, the one thing I just <laughs> want to call out from this fight is that at some point, Nick has a guy's head, like, he's like, whacks him into a dumpster. A dumpster, right? Right? <laughs> That was pretty funny, which is pretty funny in general. But then, she, does he break this guy's fucking neck? That's what it looks like. Like, there's like, like he a, does a move he like where he, like, up his, up. <laughs> and there's a I, cracking noise. Like, they added, like, a... I think, and it's like, yeah, did he just, just execute this man? <laughs> I agree. I was like, what the fuck when that happened? I think what is supposed to happen is he put, he's got him in a headlock and he takes the lid of the dumpster and brings it up to hit the guy in the head what? or the jaw. Like the way you'd like hit somebody's really? head in a door. I think that's what happens. It's weird, but it does look like he murders a man. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, it looks like straight up murder. Right. Uh, and the sound effect they added to it really muddied the water on that too. But there's a car at the end of the alley. Yeah, well, the car pulls up going and on. the guys run into it and like the window comes down and it's this dude, Mario, we'll find out later. And Amanda just stares him down. We get the buzz, which I'm still not sure. Again, if I'm a new viewer to the app, the, the show, I'm like, what? what is this? I mean, you can kind of piece it together, I guess, right? But we, we really don't know the rules yet. Uh, like, we still don't know. Like, no one in this show has said, if your head comes off your body, you die. Like, <laughs> um, Which, spoiler alert, I don't think anyone says, we will see a quickening in this episode. But still, I don't think anyone has ever said those words. Uh, at the end of the episode, they do. But that, like, we don't know okay. what it is. And, like, it's, it's, it's really dicey. Um, uh, but then, anyway, anyway, like, these guys just run and get in the car. And, like, in the next scene, Amanda's like, they got away. It's like you let them get away. Like, like you said, Kyle, that dude who like Nick breaks that dude's neck or hits him with the dumpster. The guy falls right there. There he is. And somehow he gets from Nick's feet into the car, getting it's away. He got away. Was... What? What? See, I didn't even realize it was that guy. I thought that guy was just dead. Oh, and the other I, I mean, guy got uh, and the maybe. other guy got away. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I either way, I don't know how these guys get away. Right? I think they can we just <laughs> refer to death as getting away? It is the ultimate escape. That's true. Um, um so they're they're now like trying to care for this like Native American dude, right? Who's like bleeding and dying. And he's saying shit apparently in Navajo. Uh, also, I was curious, like, is Nick drunk at this point still? Like he was fucking hammered. He should be. Five minutes ago. And I also think that'd be interesting. Like that can be why he loses the fight. Like I want him to like not be at his best, right? Like, and so it's, I, I don't know. All these things should be, uh, you know, tied together in some way that like they make sense. Like instead of these and then scripts because this is the second sort of and then and then and then sort of script we've gotten uh from this show like mm -hmm. i i just want things to have consequences like when nick drinks it can be the result can be that he loses this fight and amanda needs to step in or whatever it is right uh anyway so apparently amanda can speak navajo which is oh how about not? that uh also that's I, fun I, yeah, I, I guess it's fun. I'm surprised, I think. I'm like, oh, when did that happen? Uh, I wonder if we'll get a flashback in this episode to that. No, uh, maybe we will at some other point. We'll see. Um, yeah. Uh, also, here's a question. What time do you think it is? Because I've been a I was asking this question last episode, and I think it's important in this episode. What time do you think it could be right now at the bar? I mean, I think it's sometime, it's supposed to be sometime between like 10.30 and 2.30. Hey, I wrote 10 and two. That's, that's what I can guess. It's at night. It's, it's probably late. Either the bar closed, whatever he's, it is. He's, right? he's been putting in work clearly at this bar. So I, I would think it's like on the later side. Yeah. I also like the way the scene has is like capped off. Like Nick gets up and he's like, 
I'm tired of people dying on me. I laughed out loud <laughs> so hard. Oh, these people, they keep dying on me. Um, fucking fantastic. Uh, so anyway, uh, Amanda Batmax, uh, which I think is great. I love that she's like Batman-y in this. Like the, the her coat sounds and she like disappears. Like I think just, that's all She's like, always cool just shit. disappearing. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Uh, also, here's another like, well, now nah, we won't even get into that. Uh, moving on, we're now inside the Imperial Pub. Kyle, what time do you think it is now? This is the very now, next scene. I interpret this as like, this is happy hour the next day. And That's kind of what I maybe think too. I, I was confused at first. I was like, oh, this is the next morning. But then they start like drinking and I'm like, wait a minute. And there's other cops there. Also, when you like, look at the, if you look at the footage of this, I don't know if it, like the, the, the police captain seemingly enters the bar with a beer. He is like carrying it with him. And I'm just like, what's <laughs> He's outside happening? for having a cigarette. And then he yeah, comes back um, in. Or maybe it is like 7 a.m. and this bar opens for, for people getting off of night shift. Uh, maybe. I get, I have no idea, right? Like, it's it's a really strange just series of events, right? And also, mm. I don't think I like just seeing all these cops drinking in uniform. Like, they're like at the crime scene. Like, this person was murdered in the alley of the Imperial pub. And they're like, oh, well, while we're here, we might as well just have some drinks. It's like, what is going on? It's really strange. Um, so the captain gives Nick 30 seconds because Nick is no longer on the force. He's like, make your case, whatever you want to fucking say. And Nick is like, I, I don't know if this was like a hit, right? Or whatever, right? He's like, something's up. Uh, and, and he brings up racism, which I think is a good thing. Uh, like, he's like, oh, this like old native guy, like, you know what the deal is. Like, it'll just get shoved to the bottom of a pile and like, no one's going to investigate this. I think that was like, oh, I think that's good to bring up these sort of like, discrepancy or you know the disparage disparagement between like different people in classes but um i'm also a bit confused like this is why in the opening i was like is this how is this cop going to be in this for four more episodes like what what is this scene about kyle how do you view this like what do we learn here that what nick's on his own like okay i guess, I guess. That nick's on its own and that he can't let it go yeah Right. Okay. I think is what we're supposed to to think. So, like his first, he first tries to work official channels, but they don't work. So he needs to go rogue. Yeah, and it's it's a strange thing. Like I guess I from the very from the beginning of the pilot, like I'm just still not sure what this show's about. Like there's a version where I'm like, well, if they're bringing, like if he's going back to the captain, like why did they make him an ex cop at all? Like if all this cop stuff's going to be involved, like it, are him and Amanda going to solve crimes together? Are they going to be kind of adversarial, like and meet sometimes? Like, is Nick going to use Amanda's like illegal skills to his benefit? Like, I'm a cop, I can't go check this out, but like you're a thief, can you you sneak in there, right? Like, you know, like those sort of stories. Like, I I, I guess I'm not sure why he's an ex cop at this point. Uh, I don't think we get an answer to that in this episode, for better or worse. But like, if he was a cop in this episode, would the plot be any different? Not really. Yeah. I mean, you could just switch the dialogue by, by like, Nick is like, I'm investigating this. And the, the police captain could be like, you have other fucking work to do. And he's like, well, I'm interested in that. Like, that's it. And we move on. Yeah. Like, I just don't know why he's not a cop. We need some good fucking reason. And it, it doesn't make sense to me. Anyway. <sighs> so there we go. That's that scene. So now we're in Amanda's apartment back in this, you know, swanky, swanky place. Right. And so uh, Lucy, who is her like, you know, uh, what, what would you call her? Assistant? Mom. 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 <laughs> yeah. Maybe ex-lover. We're not we're not sure what the relationship has been. I think it's interesting. I actually really love this 
relationship. Like yeah. I want the show to explore more of that. And I think it's different than the sort of relationships we've seen before. Like it's, it's not like Tess with Duncan, like, oh, this is clearly a lover. It's not like Richie, a protege. Uh, it's not like Joe, a, a, kind of like Joe, a best friend, maybe has advice, but like is older. Mentory kind yeah, of person. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this this does have like a parental aspect to it, which she calls out later in the episode. Like, I even though like you're a thousand years old or whatever, I feel like your mother's still like, which I is cool. Like, it, it's different. And I, I, I want to see more of that, I think. Um, yeah. So she's organizing her 50th birthday party, even though it's been her 50th birthday, I guess, a few years in a row now. Um but Amanda is packing up to leave because Cardoza is in town or whatever. Yeah. She's and like, she's I like, don't want to I got to get here. out. Yeah. Which is funny. Cause like last episode, she was like, I was, uh, the police are going to arrest me for murder. I must stay. And now she's like, an immortal is here. I must go. Right. And so it's like, well, we'll question also like, she's like, Oh, it's he's in in town. I think he lives here. What do you mean in town? It's not like he's passing. He's been through. here. He's he's a rest. He's a, a ostensibly a high end <laughs> restaurateur. In yeah, town. like what? And I guess I guess just Amanda's too new to town to have tried all the good gnocchi joints. But like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, has, isn't she connect? Doesn't she know about the the gnocchi? It's so famous. Yeah. <laughs> she's such a socialite uh so there's uh, a, there's like a ring at the door lucy lucy opens the door and nick walks in he just wa he doesn't stay and say like can i can i he's a he's an he's a cop well an ex-cop he's cop. like he's kind an ex-cop he's he's rude keith he's a rude dude he just fucking walks in like why did she open the door at all for him i don't understand like anyway uh <laughs> Um, he again confronts Amanda about being dead. Like, I saw you, blah, blah, blah. Like, and so she pulls out like a Kevlar vest. She's like, see? And he's like, wow, you didn't have a pulse. And like, this is again, one of these script things. And I'm like, how, why wasn't this scene in the last scene? Like, what, what new information are we gaining from this interaction? Like, why didn't she just try to give that pitch in the bar? Right. I, I mean, know. they basically had, the, they're, they're having the same conversation two times. I saw you were dead. What the fuck? Now we're doing it again. This is, it's so extraneous. We don't need this. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, where, where do we go next here? Let's see. Uh, uh, but what they do start talking about is, for some reason he didn't point this out to the captain. Oh, but right, both yeah. of them noticed that these guys were definitely like high-end professionals. Like this was not a mugging. These guys well, see, are wearing like designer shoes and like expensive watches. Well, I think that's where Amanda comes in. I think that's like Amanda's expertise. Like Nick doesn't know anything about like I, Gucci, Nick points whatever, it out too. Right? And so like, Nick oh. is the first one to mention it. What? See, then I she, see, all right. See. He, mentions the, he mentions the shoes and Amanda says, and that guy was wearing like a $16,000 watch. Or so like why, why, what is the point? Nick has already figured it out. Like I, I'm asking like, how do these characters work together? Like we need to have them complement each other in some way. So like if Nick doesn't know something, I'd like Amanda to know it so they can, you know, be friends and shit. It's like, he knows all this shit. Uh, this is broken. It's broken, everyone. <laughs> Anyway, we're trying to be more uh, positive on this show. Uh, so everybody looks great. Everyone's hair looks nice in the scene. Um. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, <laughs> so as this guy uh, is leaving, uh, Lucy then tells us that, uh, oh wait, sorry, I'm skipping a scene. So that's fine. Uh, All right, so we then cut so now we're, we're Nick at this small leaves, house, right? And he's, yeah, he's going to like a little trailer. 
Right. And Nick pulls up and, and like, a, 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 like, he's got like this dumpy pickup truck. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, that's fine. I, well, I, I, is it a part of his character? Like, you know. Cops uh, don't make that much money. Sure. Sure. They can't afford braces. Of course. Well, that's for sure. It. And they were carpooling in the last episode, which is interesting. Maybe his partner yeah, didn't want to so, ride in their, that pickup truck. I that, don't know. That pickup truck. Uh, uh, but welcome to the land of Dutch angles. Because it <laughs> yeah. is. They, this, for whatever, like, I was, at one point I was like, is this trailer just on its side? Because <laughs> the camera yeah, is it's like, so it's like, it's like, the, it's like if somebody filmed this with an iPhone, they'd be like, Are, you're in portrait mode right now. Like, you've got to turn it the other direction. Well, yeah. Uh, although I did some parts of this I did like besides like the crazy Dutch angles they do this thing where like they'll pan they'll be like on Johnny and then they'll pan over and they go whoop and during like I, I called them Dutch pans I don't know if there's a term for this like uh, it actually kind of reminds me a lot of like TikTok shit uh, when you see like the camera move with the person uh, I was like this actually feels pretty modern and different than the uh, Highlander the series at least like that gave it a, a unique look which is okay uh, but yeah, we're in this 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 trailer, right? Uh, also, again, I'll, 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 I want to mention we're firmly in America. They put so many American flags in this show. I don't understand that. Uh, <laughs> like, why not just leave it nebulous, right? Like, we we don't know what yeah. city we're in yet. I don't think. Like, have they said we're in Toronto? Yeah, they've uh, not. I mean, obviously, they can't say we're in Toronto with all these American flags. Uh, but like, they they haven't given this place like a Seacouver name yet that I'm aware of. Right. Uh, so I guess no. I just don't understand why not leave it up in the air it's just whatever right uh it's it's c ronto <laughs> uh okay so he's so there anyway, to talk to this, this kid. Is... he's like do you know like navajo and he's like i'm here to like oh oh and they bring up the racism thing again that the kid's like oh you're a fucking cop you're not going to give a shit about like you know this is just another you know indian on the reservation that's murdered whatever it is right like mm -hmm. uh no one will care and i think that's fine but that is not really a facet of this episode like it's just mentioned there um so he's like, do you speak Navajo? And also, I, here's another question. Did Nick ever ask Amanda to translate that shit or, and, and she refused? Because like Nick no. knows that Amanda speaks Navajo and he doesn't ask her when he sees her. Correct. And then he drives out to this trailer to be like, do you speak Navajo? I, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and he's like, speak it now. My fucking computer does. This is incredible. This is incredible. This is the. This is like they they saw all the Batman computer hack stuff <laughs> and were like, more, <laughs> more. <laughs> so this guy, uh, I guess he has like Siri on his computer and he's like yeah. speaking to it to give it commands. Here, can I play this like, clip? By I just want to play uh, more clips of this because. Um, you know, not everybody has this, uh, ha has access to the show, right? You know, yeah. uh, this so just reminded me of like Star Trek four when like Scotty picks up the mouse to try speaking into it. <laughs> yeah. Like, right. Uh, that's, that's so funny hello, though. That's hello, fucking funny. <laughs> and right, this is unironic. We done. This is so good. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we'll have a good time watching some of the clips from this episode. I'm yeah. a beta tester. Boom, Dutch. You play with little video games? No. Little video games. Like fail safes, firewalls, digital security. Like a hacker. Hey, man. Hey, man. You're talking to an artist. An artist. Okay. Let's see you do something with this, Picasso. This is it? Yeah. Net there it is. The best I could do. Type it in and see what you get. Type? How old are you? Yeah, man. How fucking old are you? 34. <laughs> Translate. <laughs> 
searching. This music too. What? Red Storm. All right. Okay. 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 Red Storm. Red Storm. <laughs> Red Storm. And, well, and I'm just sitting there like, is this name supposed to sound kind of racisty, or is it supposed to be like a communist thing? I'm like sitting there with like, why is this yeah, the I, name? Uh, Does we'll talk about this, this later because we we won't really learn much about this. It doesn't fucking yeah. make any sense. Yeah, and I I would I would agree with you, Kyle, that it does seem racisty, especially because it doesn't come back in any way. It is just like evocative of a thing, right? Red Storm, yeah. Native people. Like, what? Like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah. uh... <laughs> I don't know. And I, I don't think we ever get a bow put on it. Uh, so this is just very odd. Yeah. Uh, um, and again, he, he, here's just a, like, we, tr we, we drive a truck to a location. We, we decorate this, van this whole fucking thing, right? Like we get all this stuff set up. We hire an actor, this dude, some, uh, what's his name? Something black to play Johnny. We do all these things. And what do we learn from this fucking scene? Red Storm, that is it. Like we have spent a lot of money <laughs> to get like two words across that don't fucking matter. <laughs> like, I don't know, like that's, yeah. You know, anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. But don't you just love this new Johnny character? I love. I, I, are you curious? Are you curious? Is this character going? To, oh no, I, I don't think in my IMDb, or uh, whatever searches, like it mentions he comes back. Because I was thinking, I was like, okay, is this like part of the cast? Right? He's like the Green Arrow yeah, team, he's like, right? He's like the hacker yeah, guy. <laughs> yeah, like he's like their young friend who can do computers. <laughs> um, I can do computers. Your little video games. I mean, uh. <laughs> Yeah, like they gave this guy a lot of like quirks for something that's never gonna come back again and right. adds nothing to the episode. But anyway, uh, so we cut back to the loft with Amanda and lo, she's about to have a run in with Super Mario. Right, and, because... and Lucy, her buddy is like, I'm mad that you're not coming to my party. Like, I'm, I'm mad that you're leaving. And again, contrast that with the first episode where she was like, the cops. It wasn't her birthday last episode. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't her birthday. <laughs> uh, all right, so they go into the hall. So, so yeah, she, she's about to leave. She gets the buzz in the hall. She's like, fuck, I bet that's Mario. They're like, let's take the stairs. Uh, turns out Mario's come up the stairs and sends some goon, I guess, up in the elevator or whatever. Um, so then it's like a comedy scene. Like the, the tone of this episode also is like, this guy is... Like she is scared for her life to like, she's got to flee town. And like the mm -hmm. second he arrives, it's like laughs and giggles and shit. And I'm like, huh, what is the tone? Am I, is he scary or funny or goofy? I think he's both. I, yes. right, I'm going yeah. to carve out a position right now that I'm not sure I've convinced myself of. Okay. I like the, I like this guy. Oh, okay. I, I don't mind the actor, Uh, you know? Uh, yeah, well, I like the actor. I mean, I, I feel comfortable saying I like the actor but I can kind of get into this character a little bit that he's like this absolutely ruthless, bloodthirsty guy who like shows it occasionally, but like, you know, in his heart of hearts, he's like this Italian chef guy. He's like this- With an, like, an Italian chef with a British accent. <laughs> like they won't, they won't let you forget that he's Italian. Like they speak Italian yeah. sometimes. He cooks Italian food. His name is Mario, but- for some reason, he always reason. speaks with a British accent, including in the flashback. Yes. Which, which is, I think is set in Italy, right? I don't know. I don't remember. But 
Uh, I, I, again, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Like, I guess that's just another weird facet to the character. I mean, Highlander's full of this stuff, right? Everybody speaks yeah. strange accents and they're from lots of I different mean, places. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Amanda's French. <laughs> that's true. Amanda's you know. French, but also is uh, like a bajillion years old. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of like the just like the the vibe of this character that it's, it's like just a, like Xavier St. Cloud, too, right? Yeah, there's like that he's got two aspects to him. Like he is this high-end assassin, but he's also like th there's a, a point in the flashback where like there's an explosion going on and he's just sitting there like, "Oh, you got to try this cake or whatever it is." Like this is so good and there's right, like, right, right. all this mayhem going on. And I'm like, "Oh, this is fun to me." Yeah, like, I like that. I kind of right? I kind of like the notion of this character who's yes. like playing the fiddle while Rome is burning and it's just like, "Hey, well, also, I I have notes on this later, like when we see that stuff, like that's good examples of us that them showing us his character rather than yeah. them just telling us like, oh, he's a real bad guy. It's like there can yeah. be subtle performances that like, yeah, a character can do like horrible things. But like by by drinking wine and like enjoying like the finer things in life, we now understand that they just don't care about people like, you know, this yeah. isn't impactful for them. Uh, so um, also, I do want to mention this is another kind of scripty thing. And, and probably my biggest problem with this character in general, like I just, he is a master assassin, correct? That is why he's so scary. Uh, that's... But yeah, he sends two goons to, who are maybe not assassins. Like why do they have these like Gucci belts and stuff and shoes to murder a guy? Like, I just don't understand. Like we never see him be an assassin. Oh, that is actually true. Even in the flashback, yeah. he's having like um, he has, he seems to have other people do his dirty work. Right. So I, I think I just don't I just don't like that aspect. Like they they've seemingly given him this this thing that we should be scared of him, but like I'm not. I'm never scared of him. Like I don't get to see he him. He seems to, be to a outsource threat. it all. Yeah, he just <laughs> outsources it all. And like we see one aspect of him like shooting a gun, being like, oh, this guy can shoot fucking like you know dead eye or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, uh what's that's one that's one dead sure shot. one of the yeah dead <laughs> shot. uh but uh yeah anyway um so that's this scene right i guess yeah uh weird side note i don't know if you could figure this out he is pouring uh oh this is intercut i guess by uh between nick in the trailer and this goes back and forth a little bit but mm -hmm. at one point during this conversation like Mario's like brought a gift. Like he seems to like Amanda in some way. Like yeah, he's like threatening so. to her, but he like actually seems to maybe not think of them as friends, but like he seems to genuinely harbor no ill will towards her. I guess uh, in a pretty threatening way though. Like I yeah. think he's like, we're cool, right? With the looming threat of violence. I don't know. It, it is strange. Uh, I do like that he brings this like gift of like some sort of Yo, like aperitif or something, right? Well, I was trying to figure out, do you know what that is? Because it's in like a cool bottle. He pours it. Yeah, it did seem cool. I couldn't track. I, I didn't hear what he said in the the, the thing or whatever. Uh, I don't think he says it. Oh, well then, good, oh, I just just wasn't sure if there was a way to just identify what they were talking about. I have no or idea. Or what they were drinking. Yeah, he, I this don't know. Is, he, he invites her to come by the restaurant and have his gnocchi. Right. Oh, also, a big part about this is he does reveal to Amanda why this Native American dude was killed, which is that he, I guess, saw him and recognized him, and he can have no part of that, right? Like, And he also says, guys like that won't give up. And I'm like, guys like what? I don't know this guy. He seems to be mm. an old man who lived in a trailer by uh, the bay, you know, like, 
what do you mean he doesn't give up? I don't know. I, I, is it because he's like this code talker? We find out that like he's got he's like a man of principles. He fought in the war, right? Or, or well, he didn't fight in the war. He, he was a translator in the war, or a, you know, a, a code talker. I, I I don't know. I have no idea what that line means. I, it doesn't give me anything. So anyway, fuck yeah. that part. Uh, so we cut back to the uh, the dumpy trailer. Uh, yeah. And this is, we get this Red Storm stuff. Um, they find like a trunk of the grandfather's stuff. Right. That's got like a secret compartment in it at the bottom, which Nick is able to somehow identify. Also, like he spots oh, it and just like rips it. He rips it. <laughs> rips Nick, it. All, all, he's looking for evidence, right? And like the kid Johnny hands him like this pack of papers. He's like, oh, what is this? Oh, just fucking receipts. And he's, throw, he's throwing them everywhere. And then he rips open this thing and there's photographs and he just starts, everything is just being thrown around. This person <laughs> is a police officer. Like you have to catalog this stuff. Like if you, like it's, impo it's important how you find it, what order it was in, like all this sort of stuff. And you're fucking it up right now. Like this is significant shit. And he's a horrible detective. He, Nick, Wolf is not a good detective. He's bad. This is no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now we get this code anyway. talk. This is where we find out this code talker thing, right? Well, again, like, yes, this is where we get this aspect of it. Because uh, Mario doesn't know. Mario didn't know that part. Mario no. just knows that this guy. This guy recognizes him. Right? Recognized him and maybe saw him in the past. Uh, this is where we get the, we, we find out that, uh, uh, and is this what Red Storm is? I don't know. And I don't even know why, like, Nick is interested in, like, he's seeing these photos. Like, this should be nothing, like, right? It's like, I don't know why any of this would be significant, right? Uh, <laughs> they do see something significant. Well, then he sees Amanda, right? In this picture. Yes, he sees and on the back of it, it says, like, Amanda uh, Montero and Mario Cardoza or whatever. It's said, and I'm like, I'm looking at this fucking picture. And I'm like, where is Mario in this picture? He is not in this picture at all. I don't think, I, I have no idea. Uh, also, wh why, why it does, okay, okay. We're, 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 let's talk about that later when we get to the flashback, right? Mm. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Nick isn't doing a very good job. Like, I, I feel like this is a story where like Nick is presented with information and doesn't do detective work on his own. Like, I don't know. Anyway, um, we cut back to Amanda's place, right? Uh, and Mario wants to know who Nick is uh, because I guess he's a witness to all this stuff too. And Mario seems to be like obsessed with like no, no trace. Like no one can know yeah. who I am, which is really strange given Mario's profession that he, he is a high profile chef. He has won awards. He has had his picture taken. He's on the fucking front page of the newspaper. And he is like, this guy didn't see me, but it's also like, I just don't understand. It's so stupid. <laughs> it is a little bit odd because it's like, I get that he wants to kill this guy who might know he's immortal. I guess that makes sense. But the fact that, but like Nick would know nothing about that. So no. it's like- it does it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh and it's also strange, like how much how rich is Mario? He must be rich as fuck. And like he's oh, doing this yeah. side hustle. Mario's... As a... What's that? I mean, yeah, we I think we, it's very clear that Mario is loaded. Right. At some point uh, he pays someone half a million dollars for something in yeah, the context uh, of this episode. So But he's doing the side hustle as a chef. Uh so I guess it's you know, really like love of the game, but also like it's... man. What a, what a, that sucks. If I was immortal, would I be hustling in a kitchen every day? Man, I've done that. And it stinks. It's really rough. Uh, 
So I, I don't know if that's how I'd spend out an eternity, but whatever. Um, he just wants to share his gnocchi recipe with the world. He does. It's it's a gift. It's his gift. It's what he can I, do. I would say his grandmother's gnocchi recipe, but it, it might predate the discovery of tomatoes. In <laughs> That's Italy, right. It so, probably does, right? So who knows? That would be a funny thing if, uh, like, he he mentioned too that like he does like old Roman food or like food. you know like, or, or like it was hard to incorporate tomatoes into my cooking six hundred years ago, but I did like. Yeah. But uh, I did. Yeah, I figured yeah, right? it out. Uh, okay, so. Now we're, we, we keep going back and forth. There's a lot of cuts and there, there's a lot of weird edits in this show. And I think it's to keep the pacing moving. Um, but I, I think also because of the budget of the show, they film a lot of scenes just in the same place. Like we keep cutting back to Amanda's apartment and kind of like resuming a scene. And I think it's just yeah. to kind of keep the pacing going, but it's a, it's, it, it gets monotonous, I think. Um, so mm -hmm. we're now back to this like dumpy trailer. The, uh, the computer they're hacking on is called the, a micro dot computer. I don't know if you saw that. I thought that was fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, so is this where they're like scanning the picture? Yeah, so they are like trying to like scan and enhance uh, right. This is this is weird. I had a note in here, and it's been a minute, but like I I have this note saying like I feel like they didn't know how to end this episode, so they like splice these or uh, the credit or the 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 commercial break. So they like splice this episode, this scene yeah. like apart to make it work, and it's really strange. Uh, uh, we so get a blast from the past. Yeah, we get a blast from the past line here of like everyone has a double, and all I could think was I've I seen know. doubles before. I've <laughs> seen doubles before. Right. Right. Uh, Love very it. Good. Uh, I do want to tell you. So I, I've been drinking out of this little cup this whole time. This lovely little, this little chalice. It's a beautiful right? cup. It is a beautiful cup. This was this had vodka in it. Uh, so uh, new twist to these episodes is to make make it through. There's there's drinking and it's like ten something in the morning. Uh, but also I'm about to open this little this nice little bottle of Korean sake uh, and and serve it over ice. So throughout the rest of this review, I will drink this entire bottle. It's like a challenge. Uh, this will be wonderful. So. This is a pure. This is purely voluntary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's here okay. we go. Mm, there's it's a that looks good. It, well, sure. It's, it's you're like it looks good. It looks like clear liquid, but oh, it smells delicious. Oh, wish you could smell it through the microphone. A little toast. I chip. can. Mm. Welcome to Smell O Vision. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, in any case, Johnny is now in trouble though because because Card uh, Cardozo's goons have realized that like Johnny has been snooping around. Like he used those photos to try to find Mario. Correct. Like who he, is this he's. Guy? Like he thinks that Mario and Amanda are important in some way. So he's like hunting it down and some, somehow one of Mario's goons finds out that this kid's looking. Right, okay, uh, so yeah, let's talk, I wanna talk about this scene. So we now cut to the Coco Lazone restaurant uh, in Toronto. Sadly, this restaurant is permanently closed. This was a real restaurant in Toronto. Uh, so, this this goon is like we have a spike in the security net. He says, "Ah, there we go." What the hell is he talking about? Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, what security net? This guy owns a fucking restaurant. Like, this guy's website is, I'm sure, is the most like basic fucking thing. It's the late night. It probably doesn't right? have a website. It's like GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, right? I don't know. It's and, like all yellow. What is what is what is Mario keeping on some sort of like high security server or whatever? Like this doesn't make any sense. But I, my, 
I my love- interpretation of all this was that they somehow he somehow is people monitoring for like web traffic related to him. Right. That's what I. I think that's interesting. Like, that's I think the- that's like the this is the first time that like this show like even Highlander series I don't think other than like when Callus was like oh they're gonna release he's gonna release the Watcher CD so everyone will know about us like where they dealt with like some technology stuff like this is a pretty different I think that they're like oh like could people search for us like maybe mm-hmm. right like you know people like there's databases now like that didn't exist in the early 90s when Highland yeah. the series started right I think that's okay that's kind of cool uh, I think this is a bizarre scene where uh Mary was cooking alone in his kitchen with a pot of tomato sauce and he's like I I oh okay oh my god oh too much garlic too much garlic he says is there too much garlic he hands the, his goon the security guy, the spoon, he tastes it. And he's like, it's good. Then Mario says, that's right. Because there cannot be too much garlic. And I'm like, why did you ask in the first place? Also, he's just bragging. He's just like, that's right, baby. How long has he been cooking that he fucking like, this guy should be the most brilliant chef. And he's like, I don't know. Is there too much garlic? You fucking tell me you immortal like taster, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, I'm very upset about this stuff. Um, I, I kind of enjoyed that because it was like, hey, he's like, it's a communal thing. A communal that's the number thing. One, that's the number one uh, ingredient in his gnocchi. Key. Love? It's, it's community? It's family. family. Family, right? It's family. Oh, like Vin, right? We love Like Vin. Very good. All right. <laughs> so now we cut to some cafe where Nick and Amanda are getting lunch. And I, I just want to point out, now, despite the fact that last time they met, which is kind of a little interstitial scene we, we, we skipped over, they meet in this elevator with like a fisheye lens. It's a whole bizarre thing. Uh, in the last scene, they talk and say, hey, do you want to go for a walk? And they go, yeah. And then we see them sitting down having lunch. And I'm like, why don't you say, do you want to get lunch? We don't see that. <laughs> like, it's this is just so broken, right? Like, this is not how you fucking do this. Like, God damn it. <laughs> you want to go for a walk? Yes. The next scene is them going for a walk and talking, right? And then at some point they changed it. My guess is, I don't know, maybe they need a station, whatever the locations change. Like, all these things happen when you produce a show. Uh, and that's okay. But then they don't revise some of the script problems that it creates like all you have to do is say you want to go get some lunch and then you cut to them having lunch don't say you want to go for a walk and then you just cut to them not going for a walk all right i'm yelling um <laughs> <laughs> let me have another so, sip of this wonderful korean sake all right uh so <laughs> nick asked amanda if she uh, knew some... the old indian guy that's a question guy, that was like, asked. You... and i was like yeah, what? finally <laughs> Uh, so we get uh, Nick, and Nick confronts her with this picture. No. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, like, this is, like, from the 20. Or what is this year on this? 1952. Explain this picture, 1952. Right? So we get our first yeah. flashback of Highlander the Raven. Thank God, right? <laughs> uh, we yeah. get a title card saying we're in Warsaw, 1952. And so that old dude, what was his name? Harry? What was his fucking name? He had a name. He had a I name. think that's Harry. Sure, yeah. Harry. I Harry, the old name. man. <laughs> yeah, he is in a pickup truck in mm-hmm. Warsaw, taking pictures of, I guess, Amanda and Mario having lunch, right? Uh, and Mario's going on and, all, on and on about the veal paprikash, which is just like a veal paprika dish with tomato gravy and shit. But uh, he's Amanda's got to get it anyway. I'm talking about the food here. Um, <laughs> so, so Amanda has just snuck into this building. Mm-hmm. 
and exchange, she thinks she's basically stealing a Ming vase. Yes. Is what she thinks her assignment is. So she she pulled an old switcheroo. Right. Apparently, and she has now made it out with the vase, and you know she's happy about it. Sure. And I, she's just but like, lo, con- she's like a subcontractor. The plan. Right. So she sits yes. down. Right. Go on, Kyle. Go on. I'm interrupting. I'll, I'll oh, well, she's thinking sits- this. You talk so I can sip. Mm. <laughs> so she, she sits down and he's just like, oh, you got to try this. This is so good. Are you sure you don't want some? Kaboom. The building just explodes. And Amanda immediately realizes that, like, she must have been the one to deliver the bomb mm-hmm. in some way which like i think she would have looked inside the vase i mean Don't also wouldn't it have been like heavy that? as like, fuck I... yeah because it's full of explosives Something, and chemicals right? and stuff i don't know amanda was not asking questions though so she all of a sudden realizes her complicity in this and is very mad at mario about this but he's just like hey whatever man it's all good eat some veal yeah right he's drinking like an aperol <laughs> well yeah he's yeah. just like it's all good yeah he orders a uh, second aperol and his aperol is full which is very funny um but I, I also don't understand why why did he do this well i guess we know he's an assassin at this point we don't know who he's hitting but it, oh, so he's see, obviously I, killing someone well see why, why didn't they make that clear right like why, why are they like, do I, lucy says at some point, like he's an inter- like, international assassin. Like we no, know, no, I, I, his no, game. I know he's an assassin. I don't understand this Ming Vase plot. Why, at some point, didn't he reveal? Like, like it just seems like he wants this fancy vase to fence or whatever, or because he likes the finer things in life, right? But why? No, I why, did, that did not get that impression. So okay, I think so he, then he's he the, made... then then this was a ruse to trick Amanda to like he he gives her this plot like ah oh, this 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 vase is worth a hundred thousand dollars go get it but really he's like willing to sacrifice the vase or, or pay the money to amanda to be like oh like i'll use you to go in and blow these people up and no one will so the way he's like a master assassin is just that he gets other people to do stuff for him so he doesn't get caught i i don't know i agree I mean, with your eh. your commentary earlier of like we never actually see him do the master assassin thing yeah. Like this plot he hatched is perfectly fine. Like that makes sense. And like, I like that Amanda would be upset about it or whatever the case may be. But like, we don't actually see him do anything. Yeah. And I, so I wish I also knew the nefarious. target. Like, I want some motivation. Like, I mean, even just to mention, like, oh, you didn't know so and so was there and you know what he's done. Right. And like, whatever the fuck. Right. Like, something, yeah. something to give a motivation. Like, because, like I said, I'm questioning, like, was that just for shits and giggles? Did he just want the vase and figured I might as well kill some people while I steal it? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so that's that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, one thing I do like about this is like, you now have, a certain certain amounts of like moral choice are starting to be introduced into this thing yes because amanda used in this way in the past with cardoza and then she like chickens out right right like she does not seek to to punish him for doing this like even though she's complicit in killing people Mm -hmm. and she just lets it go because she doesn't she doesn't want to challenge cardoza so now we have like this instance again where like Cardoza is back, he's doing things. Someone she knows might even be in the crosshairs of this guy. And she has to decide whether she's gonna make it her problem or not. Yeah, uh, no, that's very true. So, uh, you know, at least at least like moral wheels are turning for her. They are, of course, right? runner, she's runner still, fight, right? Is like the theme in these two episodes, it would seem. Yeah, and she's once again, like last time she ran, will she fight this time? 
Spoiler Can alert. I ask a question, Kyle? Yes. May I be yeah. allowed a question? Um, wh- why? Uh, is- I don't know. This is not question and answer time. Why Sorry, is Harry taking photos of Amanda and Mario? Like he is a code code talker. He is a person that I translates think- things. Uh, like, but suddenly he's in another country. That- I think at some point during that description, they revealed that like he somehow stayed in government service. After oh that. yeah, I guess so. Cause this is also in the fifties. Like, so the war is over. Yeah. Like and I so think now he's, he's supposed become, to be like a, whatever. I so I assumed he was like a cold war, like era. Okay. Operative at this point. All right. See, but like also, this, so this like, would be important. Like if we knew who the target was that Mary was after suddenly it would all make sense. Like, ah, this guy who's working for the CIA or whatever now, or the military, like he's taking pictures of this guy because he's meddling in international, like, boom, I got it. Every, all the pieces start to make sense, right? I'm like, is he a watcher? Like, we don't even know if the watchers exist yet in this universe. I'm not sure if they will. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I also, does, is this connected to Red Storm? Is this like the beginnings is of Red, this Red Storm? Storm? Is this why he's discharged? Is this like, I don't know. Like, does he become obsessive about this? None of this stuff is like fleshed out. Like if none of this yeah. makes sense. <laughs> okay. Like, okay. you know, one thing I was almost expecting was that like, that this guy at some point was responsible or involved in hunting for Cardoza. Mm. Like that because of this, like they knew some kind of op was going down and they think Cardoza is behind it. So he's been trying to find him. That would make sense. And then like, for whatever reason, because he's immortal, because whatever, like the hunt stops eventually. Yeah. I mean, that that, that feeds into Cardoza's line about uh, when he said guys like that won't stop. And I go, guys like what? I have no idea. And it's like, maybe he was hunting this guy and just thought, okay, well, we didn't get him. He died. He, he died. Whatever. He must have died, right? Or something. Yeah, he, yeah he's been, old and it's retired. It's been 50 years. Yeah. Like, who cares? And but then now we him. have something, right? Motivation, right? Yeah. That's that's the thing the show is like lacking, like reasons for things. Uh, yeah, and this okay. guy was like a tenacious badass in his day with like a, who wanted to get this guy. And now we, we care a bit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a strange thing. I, I'm Keith's Keith's notes on this. Uh, sorry, Kyle is like checking the time, checking the. <laughs> uh, so, no, sorry, you actually froze. <laughs> oh no! So um, yeah, another. We're like, getting Keith like rant. a yellow. Just so you know, you're getting like a yellow ping on internet for me right now. Oh no, a yellow ping on the internet. Well, I hope I don't freeze more. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so. Uh, I, I do want to say also, like when we talked about Heineken of the series, we also talked about this notion of what are are the flashbacks? What happened? Are they the characters' memories? Right? Like what what are they? Right? Like this instance seems to posit this as a memory, because like when we cut back to the cafe, Nick has to be like Amanda, like what the fuck? Like snap out of it, and she goes, huh? huh? Yeah. And she like snaps out of it. So I think that's interesting. I'm curious if that will continue. Uh, it's one of those kind of just, I don't want to say discrepancies in the Highlander universe. It's its a thing I've always wondered about. Like, what we, are we, the flashbacks, right? And we talk about it frequently just because occasionally you'll have one that's like not from Mac's perspective at all or right. Or like, how like did that. someone know that information? I don't know. Like, right. Uh, yeah. So who knows how important that is? But it seems like in this universe currently, the flashback is a memory. Um, yeah. Which didn't bother me at all. I kind of... I kind of liked that. Oh, that's fine. But, yeah, I, I like more than yeah. the memories. I think that's more fun. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, we get this double conversation. Yeah, Amanda's just like, it's just a double. I've, everyone has a fucking double. That's what the deal is. Um, so when they leave the cafe, Nick gets a call from this guy, Johnny. And Johnny's like, hey, man, I found out, like, some shit. And, like, he's got a computer graphic going that is fucking hysterical of, like, 
do we do we have a do we have this probably not probably i do who knows uh cardoza hacking i don't know if i do have a clip uh it's okay but like it's just digital shit on his computer he's like i think there's a problem like this guy won like a cooking competition or whatever it was like yeah and like and this shit was like recent like this guy needed to do so much hacking like there's so much involved in finding out the identity of this person right but like we will also find out that they are on the front page of the newspaper. So like, yeah. it's, that's, that's to me is, is really strange. Um, so Johnny hears like cars drive up. So he's in like some remote place where like cars are here. Uh Oh, like, and so there's yeah. like assassins again, assassins that just want to shoot up the place. Um, also more script problems. Here we go. I, because I can't, I can't help but bring this stuff up. I, I, I promise you, everyone, this is like this is the bridge between Highlander the series and Highlander the Raven, where Keith cools down his his commentary on like the minutia of these episodes. Uh, this is the bridge. We're we're getting there. We're gonna we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'll be the, more relaxed. The great about rainbow these. bridge, <laughs> right? Uh, no, but this this is this is nuts to me. So, um, he's like, oh, this picture's from the '50s, but we have this other thing. He's like, oh, he's like Dick Clark, uh. So this is Johnny on the phone. He's like, this guy must be like Dick Clark. And then Nick says, Nick Wolf says to him, speak English, Johnny, English. And I'm like, this is all wrong. Like, what do you mean speak English? He is, like, he is in the sense, I know what you're saying, right? Like th- that speaking, like, it's like they wrote these scenes differently or one was improv, right? Like he should be saying speak English to uh, like hacker like techno talk, right? babble. Exactly. Yeah. A bunch of techno babble. Oh, we found this in the, the pixels of this, like, you know, have a discrepancy of blah, blah, blah. And that doesn't make sense. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he could be like, well, the photo's real. It's like, oh, what? Like, I don't fucking know. Uh, but he's like, speak English. And I'm like, that's a non sequitur. Like, stop, stop with the bad fucking talking. Anyway, moving on. So um, they shoot, they shoot the hell out of this. Uh, master assa- master assassin they blow this place full of holes and they blow yeah. it up they could have literally just walked up to the door one person could have walked up to the door opened it and shot this kid in the head i swear to god like what the hell like uh really keeping a low profile mario and again mary mario doesn't come to do the job himself he's not threatening um He's like really just embraced this sub, like a contractor based economy. Like <laughs> why, why do empl- have employees when you could subcontract out to low people, not have to give them benefits. So it goes. So anyway, uh, so Amanda and Nick go out there to, I guess, try to find or rescue Johnny. Yeah, of course right. they, they, find they, find, they they are entirely too late of course but they don't find his body Ooh. no and nick is also like this is all my fault and i'm like yeah it is buddy like you're a shit dude um yeah but uh yeah i don't know like nick yells at amanda he's like you're where's cardoza i'm like you're the detective man like I, nick does so little detective work in this show like he's just mad at people that he doesn't have the answers it would seem i i don't know <laughs> I, I mean i don't know how you think police work works but it's a lot of that <laughs> um, t- swear to me uh no so anyway this is where we get the clip we played at the beginning where because like Nick has at least kind of figured out that Amanda knows a lot more about Cardoza than she is sharing. Right. Uh, so now we get this reveal where she's going to be like, look, okay, fine. It wasn't a Kevlar vest. I am immortal. And right. she steals his fucking gun. And his gun is huge. This a- is a giant heavy, this gun is like this big. It's so big. <laughs> <laughs> also, how, do, how Kyle, tell us how, he, how she steals the gun. 
Tell us about she, that. She like pretends to kiss him while driving. Well, and, and, like, and she jumps over on like, top of him. She's like yeah. on him. She could kill him. She could kill yeah. other people. And then while she does that, she grabs that gun and mm -hmm. ultimately turns it on herself. Correct. And he's right. just like, no. Oh, so good. So good. Um, okay. A couple things. Once again, it seems like we're like, we've had these issues in some other Highlander episodes where like there's, it's, it's, they're trying to make it a mystery. And I feel like that's what this show wants, right? Because it's got this detective cop element to it. Like, We've also seen instances of this, like back in way back in season one, fucking you know Amanda Wiss. All day, right? every day. We love her, right? Yeah. Randy McFarlane, like, and our biggest wish was like, why isn't she using her reporter skills to gain access to this, right? Like, that's that's her art. She's always she was just there, was right? The she was just she was there just like... to be a thorn or something. And like, I'm I'm asking myself the same question here: is like, once again, we've spent all this money to set up a trailer to hire this kid as Johnny to do all this shit to like look at the photo blah 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 and like at the end of the day a man just was like oh yeah you want to know what's up here it is right and it's like why are we wasting our time with these mysteries right like it's a mystery show that has no mystery right like it's strange right well the, and the thing that ultimately makes her want to tell him is that Nick is convinced he's going to go after Cardoza right. right like that is the the actual issue it's not that they've solved they didn't like figure it out no it's, it's just, just he knows he's got to talk to him and amanda's like you're gonna get hurt if you do that right and i get yeah. that that all makes sense uh you know i i feel like i'd rather her bop him on the head and take <laughs> out cardoza right like there, there's also i i have in my notes like i drew a lot of parallels to like others like i i guess i'm just surprised that the secret is revealed so early and i'm curious where the show's gonna go because i feel like shows like this that tension is like pretty important like i i it drew to mind lois and clark colon the new adventures of superman a show i loved when i was younger uh, i think it's a great show uh but they really did a lot of work to make sure they didn't reveal that clark was superman for a while right like they it's they been a long time did. right yeah. and there's so much fun that could be had with like keeping that secret also like i mean obviously in that show lois is a reporter as well like she's gonna she's like piecing together stuff like oh that seems weird isn't it weird that clark is like that like why don't we have this here like again nick is a detective and i want to believe that he is a good detective i am not convinced of that nick seems like a shitty fucking person like he is a drunk ex-cop who has no skills who is just like off the fucking handle like i i don't i don't know i don't know uh i want him to solve this mystery uh, i think that's more compelling um or something. I don't know. I, I wanted to last one than two episodes. So, or they just needed, I think their plan was they just wanted to rip the band aid off. Like they that, just wanted him to know, and this is how they did it. But like, I feel like it's still pretty odd the way it all plays out. Sure. And I, I, I get the, I, I, to some degree, understand why they'd want her to know right away. But I guess I'm still curious what is the show going to be once that happens, right? Uh, so this was our opening clip. Uh, we didn't play the end of this uh, clip, which I'm going to play now because it is too good to not play. I hope everyone loves the shit out of this. It's amazing. Also, Elizabeth Grayson has great comic timing in this. She's really funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, here we go. Bitch, what did you do? <laughs> How dare you? 
No! Why? Forever and ever, I want this just like on a loop. How dare you! You no! crazy bitch! What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fun. That's funny. Uh, also, this is funny too. Well, I know chivalry's dead, but how about a little common courtesy? The hand going up. I like the hand going Ooh. up. That's funny. I like it. All right. Anywho. Uh, yeah. So he, he's he like drops her like bitch. a <laughs> and then he drops her like a sack of potatoes On when the she concrete. wakes up. Hysterical. That's kind uh, of funny. Yeah. Also, I will mention here. There's a lot of. I think I, I kind of mentioned it last time. Uh, there's some horror elements in this that I I think are really interesting. Like the way they like reanimate when they like the sound effects are like whoosh like and they kind of jolt back it's really different than highlander the series uh and i'll have thoughts on that at the end of the episode but i think it's really cool uh uh that, that, that there's this new element to it and if it was in the reboot i would fucking love it i love how like disturbing their like reawakening reawakening is uh, give a little body horror as part of this yeah a bit uh, right um so now we're in mario's restaurant right we got some like godfather music kind of playing right yeah. Um, and some dude comes in and he's got this envelope with money in it. And he's like, ah, oh, the target's going to be a, at the church, right? It's, it's another subcontractor, which I don't understand why he needs because he already has all these goons. But sure. so another subcontractor comes in. He's going to pay him half a million dollars, we find out, to do something, to, to, to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, but then this guy starts asking questions and Mario, who's like in the shadows, like yes. Mario's obscured himself. She's just like hauls off and shoots this guy in the fucking ear. Right, to prove that he's like, you know, like don't mess with me. Uh, and this guy laughs about it. He's like, oh, cool. Like what? This this is so bizarre. Like this is never, this, this is such a fictitious like representation of like an interaction like this. Also, Mario, who wants to keep a low profile is like, would you like to meet me at my restaurant? restaurant? Like, what the fuck? Like, if they ever do capture this guy, they're going to be like, well, what do you know? And the only information he will have is he met at this restaurant, which is a pretty yeah. big deal, right? Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, especially based on who we find out the target ultimately is. Yep. So. Uh... <laughs> so now, okay. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're leading up to whatever this assassination plot is. That's That, I guess, is... Maybe here I would think is the culminating point of this episode. It's like, ah, here's the next plot, right? Like and yeah. now like in another in another show, it'd be like, all right, we identify the like we 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 identify the villain, we see what their motivation is, we see what they're doing. We need we know we need to stop them. And now we've learned their next instance of it, right? Now we need yeah. to like that's that's it. That's the culminating piece, right? It's like we gotta mm -hmm. stop it from happening. The clock is ticking, right? So that's where it seems like we're going. So we now cut to like they drive through this like garage amanda and nick drive through some like garage body shop they park they go up these stairs to like this gym right gym i'm like and, why and, are they and, here and the the fucking kid johnny who we have learned has escaped murder by many bullets yeah. and explosions uh is waiting he's waiting there next to another garage and he comes out like he was there before they were i'm like how the fuck is he there but, sorry but, i'm screaming so again but why were they going there in the first place? Another question. What, what why, is like, the significance of this location? Like, was Nick like, look, I know you're in the car. I'm going to the gym. And I guess you're just coming with me, right? You're like, just going to watch. Why did they go? <laughs> yeah, what, like, what did they why go, did they go like, there? And what's Johnny doing? I don't get it. Everything in this fucking script is broken. I swear. And I, 
I know I'm being harsh on this episode. I know I'm raising my voice a lot. We got to keep it cool. But, uh, you know, nothing against many people we, we love in the show who are part of the show. Uh, but stuff is just not working right. And it's fucking, it's apparent. And I hope everyone finds it interesting to see all this stuff called it. I really do. Like, I hope people think that the screenwriting stuff is kind of interesting because like, I don't know. I, I sometimes, I, I know when I was younger, like you, you see a movie and you're like, why isn't this good? This is why, this is fucking why. This is the things that like make good movies good. Like when you watch a, a proper like detective story or a murder mystery or whatever the fuck it is, like follow the character motivations. Like the ones that are like really well-regarded. And I guarantee you, it will make sense from T to B baby. Like you're gonna be like, oh, I see where these characters are coming from. Even the stuff that's not on the screen, like the motivations, the unspoken motivations will all be clear to be like, okay, I can see what's not written, but it makes sense, right? This is the opposite of that. They go to a gym to meet a stranger that they don't know is there, right? That doesn't make any sense. Okay, so Kyle, tell us about what Johnny says and their interaction because he confronts them with a gun. Yeah, well, Johnny's just like there, pointing the gun at him, and I, I, Johnny. Has I don't gun. know. So, like, I, I just don't understand. And there's this whole dialogue about having like six different credit cards. I don't understand what any of this is about. <laughs> but like, he is upset, and Amanda just walks up and it's just like, "Just give me the gun, you dweeb." Um, and she ultimately steals the gun from him. Right. See, so here's, the situation here's... is diffused, but. Perfect, perfect example, right? Like this is this is a problem with the the show, right? Like uh, we we've we've in this in a sense, well, I shouldn't say a problem with the show. Again, we'll see where it goes, like episode to episode. I want to see where these characters develop, right? But like right away, I know I'm like having issues with Amanda revealing her um, immortality. Here's a perfect example where Johnny is pointing a gun at two people. One of those people could be killed, the other cannot. So when Amanda goes and is like, "Give me the gun," like. You know, Nick can be like, no, no, what are you doing? Like, why is Amanda so like ballsy, right? Like, she's like, she's going to do anything. Like, she's unstoppable. And he doesn't understand that. And that can be fun to watch, right? Because like, Nick's upset. We as the audience fucking know the secret, right? Johnny doesn't know either, right? Like, that's inter That's more fun, at least. I don't know. It's more more interesting than this. All right, moving on. Yeah. Lots of Dutch so angles. So we, we learn about Cardoza. We learn he's an assassin. And then they immediately go, so he's in town. Who else is in town, right? Like, th there's this mention again that he's in town. This feels like some version of a previous script where they he wasn't a chef that had maybe been in Toronto for years. Years, in, yeah. In, what, what are we calling it? Ciranto. Ronto. Ronto. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, until we find out a name of this, and I don't want to look up if there's some internet-y name for this this city. Uh, Ciranto yeah. it is for now, until the show tells us otherwise. Tells us otherwise. <laughs> I mean, that was our deal with uh, Seacouver, too. Like, I don't think we got Seacouver till what, season five or even six. Oh, I thought it was season. I, I'm trying to remember. We I do remember season five. This is crazy that I'm mentioning. I think season five, the episode is the Valkyrie and Mythos has a newspaper that mentions the fucking white supremacist rally. And it says, In and that's like the first, I don't know if they ever say it, but that's like, like the officially first, like, official. Right. Mention. And I, I get that it was like an unofficial sort of like writer's room term for it that became popular in the fan community because they knew about it. But like the show never acknowledged it until like maybe season five. Uh, so we're, yeah. I'm going to see where this show acknowledges what geographically see where it is. Right. Uh, also, Highlander season one took place maybe in the deep south and the swamp sometimes. In sometimes. the bayou. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Mountain, <laughs> mountain man. Uh, it, it had all sorts of different that's, stuff going that's on. That's true. It had the it had swamp people. It had mountain people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So at this point, like 
they they they're like let's look at a newspaper and so they're all in the gym and they look at this newspaper Amanda even says I want dirt on Cardoza and I I ask myself why why do you want dirt like again what's the plan is the plan to if you get the dirt then you give it to the police and they can arrest him but like there is no need for dirt Amanda knows that he's the murderer like we we know all of this stuff there's no need to get dirt right another yeah. problem with the script because his character would never say those fucking lines um so so they somehow find out that there's a cardinal in town. Yes, front page news. Have, front page news. The cardinal and Cardoza are pictured uh, using the, the the footage from the film that they film later. Like the the newspapers made of like whatever. Anyway, uh. that's that's bananas. But uh, so they are gonna. I, I guess Cardoza is a prominent Catholic in the area too. Like right. he's and it's six p.m. tonight. Six. Again, I ask in a lot of these scenes, what time is it? They call this out. <laughs> 6 p.m. All right. That's fine. Which, I mean, I guess this restaurant is going to be closed for the dinner rush. but that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> Yeah, who's the sous chef? Who's the rest of the, the fucking... I like to imagine it's that other goon. All right. The goon with speaking lines is the sous chef. That's why he's tasting the, <laughs> right. tasting the red sauce. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, uh, like, this could have been... just Like, if they walked by a newspaper dispensary they would have garnered the same amount of information that this entire scene was right like why is johnny there does johnny need to be in the scene go is does johnny do anything else for the rest of this episode D johnny is not needed in this whole episode period yeah he provides nothing a man like the that's like that's the broken the broken problem with this this thing it's like none of these none of well, the chess pieces actually make sense like it's like frankly, set up a chessboard that is like overlaid on just bullshit <laughs> which honestly like the same amount of information about this whole thing could be gleaned if that trailer is just the old man's trailer and nick breaks in yeah and finds that suitcase right because the police, the, photo. the police barely look for anything or maybe they didn't look at all right and like he goes yeah. in and he he does the deep deep dive and finds the the thing right and literally the only thing that matters is that photograph mm -hmm. is finding that this guy had right the photograph and frankly and then, you don't even need him breaking into the trailer like you need evidence that nick has special information of. like when the other right. cops see the picture of amanda they don't fucking give a shit they are like you know they don't know anything about this right like but he yeah. does right like so we don't even need to go to the trailer in some way but like i mean i get that you have to make a TV show and it. it's fun yeah. i am fine too but like that's how you, when you like deconstruct some of these scenes, like you want to ask yourself, like, well, what information are we getting? What's the important thing? And then you ask ourselves, like, how can we get that information? That's when we start combining scenes and like figuring out, again, good, good movies do this very well. And you don't have to talk about it like this. Anyway, whoop. Um, so on the front page, blah, blah, blah. Now we cut to the church, right? Again, this is six o'clock at night. Take we got me the Godfather church. music. Uh, the, the Cardinal is some like creep, creep, creeper looking dude coming out of the church. And there's like people gathered around. They've got like barricades up because I guess they know something's up, right? Maybe, or is it just cause the Cardinal's intent? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have a question. What do, did they say what Cardinal this is? I don't think so. I don't think they named that character. Okay. Just out of or curiosity. If they did, it's like, just like on the newspaper. I don't remember. Don't, don't I mean, I know not all like, they're like, he's in town. Does Ciranto not have a cardinal? I don't think, I think they control wider geographical areas than I thought they were like town. specifically 
like a cathedral has a cardinal, right? Like I thought that I I don't know. I'm not Catholic, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, if you can tell from our podcast, uh, I have no idea what the rules are. Like, but you are right about like they they do control. Like they're like regional managers, basically. Uh, so I guess I'm interested. Like the cardinal is in town. I I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I'm Apparently obviously getting are... too deep into this. Um, so Nick shows up. Nick and Amanda show up. He even says like hi to there, there are only five cardinals in the United States. Well, okay. What about in Ronto? <laughs> I guess they don't have a cardinal. That's, That's fine. the question. That's fine. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. This in any is delicious. case. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, they are like too late. Like they're, they're trying to warn the cardinal or whatever. They're like, we, we got to stop everybody. And then plow, plow, the, the bullets go well, flying. First off, I'm just dying because like we didn't get that good a look at whoever this assassin who Cardozo hired was. Sure. But when he's like about to take the shot, first off, he looks like such a dweeb. <laughs> like he's wearing these goofy glasses and a black beret. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Who is this guy? But uh, lo, they pull a little little tricky trick. The Cardinal is not actually the target. The target is Cardoza. What? So this entire plan that they came up with, or the way they figured this out of like who is in town was all incorrect. Right. It's like all they got wrong. lucky because Cardoza's actual scheme was to fake his own death, was what he actually cared about and just wanted it to be a high profile event. I have a question. Yeah. Why did Cardoza do that? We know why Amanda tells us he did it. What is that? So, which is that Cardoza is perhaps a wanted international assassin who's being like tracked by various government agencies, which makes even stranger that he's a high profile. Yeah, which makes even crazier that he's a high profile chef who's like meeting with the cardinal. Right. So, like those two things don't work. Don't line up. And also, doesn't make sense how he's so obsessed about getting like this like Native American dude and getting Nick and like. It's like, if you're going to do this, why are you worried about these other things, right? I I, I don't know. I mean, maybe to some yeah. degree. Well, which actually, the goon, the Cardoso's goon points that out later. He's like, why is the Navajo kid still alive? And he's like, who cares? You're dead. Yeah, that's- Is that's, what the goon says. That's a whole weird thing too. It's like, they recount what happened. Like that, like that they shot up that trailer. Johnny escaped into the woods and was chased. Like they knew, they that that's, that's a weird script thing to me. Oh, I forgot that, like, about that. Yeah, like they acknowledged that he ran through the woods and we chased him. And then and then they just leave it at that. And like, it's like, wait, you just let him get away? Like, why? Yeah, like, he, why, he just again, outsmarted you Why somehow? not have the script say, we fucking shot the place up. It exploded. There's no way he's alive. And so that's it. And we don't like, now I'm like, his goons are morons. Like they let this dude escape. Like, why didn't they keep yeah. chasing him? Like none of this shit makes sense. Uh, okay. So, so here anyways. we go. So that Amanda recounts that like actually Cardoza is a genius because right. this now every department in the world will like close its files on him because he's just been killed in this high profile way. Right. It just it doesn't make sense really. Yeah, I, I just don't understand it. Like there's real and also like there's no connection really between this Cardoza cleaning up the Native American plot and his independent plot to disappear. Right. Like, in some ways, it's almost like this should be, and I don't even know if this makes sense, 
there should almost be a connection between the two where it's like, this guy knows I'm alive. I got to try to clean this up. And like, this is messing things up for me. I need to hit the reset button on my life. Yeah. Because like the secret about this current identity might be out. So I got to go. That could give us some like good background into like just what immortality is like, right? Like, you know, like some some of the rules of the game, right? Restarting and just like the, the, the pains of immortality, whatever it is. Anyway, go on. Well, it's just, but they, they appear to be independent things. Mm-hmm. Like he appears to have been planning this independent of the notion that he needs to shut up the old man. Right. For who yeah. might know he's immortal. Like they're, they're really just seem like they're separate ideas entirely. Right. Um, it's not like this old man somehow screwed things up or like got him back on the radar that like, hey, the guy who did these crimes in the past might still be alive and active like right and yeah, now I, he needs to disappear yeah i had at it's some just, point uh in my notes that like i'm surprised that the old man seeing cardoza isn't the cold open yeah like that that would give us that would like, make sense it would make sense it would it would let us know why it's important to cardoza it would see like i mean like you said oh guys like this don't stop i mean i'd like to see that because i don't know who this character is so like i'd like to see him badgering cardoza with questions showing up at his restaurant who knows like there's some way to structure this differently uh anyway um awesome but they're 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 just independent ideas yeah uh cardoza is being zipped up in a body bag someone with a camera takes a picture of cardoza like like this like it's like 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 right, like what right. the fuck like what why are you that close shot? to the body yeah um weird uh but like nick and amanda are talking and nick's like i'm gonna go after cardoza and i'm like that line doesn't make any sense he's right there he's literally there in a bag and you're like trying to figure out how to go get him and it's like no i think she means like i'm gonna follow his body well but like, see, they don't, talk, but they don't at- talk about that they don't talk about that and we are about to hit some of the biggest shit storms of this episode i swear to fucking god the timeline is like this is like a marvel movie where it gets so complicated like it's it's too too many times time distortions or something okay uh so we we now uh cut um to mary's restaurant again it's still in the dark uh like i guess it's like the last scene there this is also one of these like time again the timeline thing i think they yeah. set up a bunch of scenes they film a bunch of scenes with the same setup right like we set the lights this way and we just knock them out and then we just drop them into the episode wherever they need to be and it becomes yeah. confusing because the the setting is like is are they back at the restaurant yet or is there still the the conversation at the church see i have notes on that i'm like there's notes later that are like they chopped up this conversation at the church in weird ways because yes yes kyle i think you're right uh yeah when when they're at the church there's some spanish guitar that plays which i think is really fun i like like the the more fun this show gets the better like it's weird that it's just a music choice but like i'm like i like this vibe more than the weird matrix shit there's such a mashup of different music in this episode. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, there is. a solid half the episode is like jazz saxophone stuff, mm-hmm. and then there's like the Matrixy shit. There's this Spanish guitar, yeah. and then like during the fight scene that's coming up, <laughs> it'll be like intense music with like MIDI orchestra hits. Uh, of, like, the, the music, bum. I think, I think I wrote down. It sounds like the Search for Vengeance or something. I, I think like this. Oh, I, I, I think it was this episode. Um, Oh, but but we have this conversation with Nick where like they're like, well, let's go after Cardoza, and Amanda's like, nature calls. I gotta find the bathroom, and yeah. so she Bef- goes before and, like, before that. They do have a somewhat interesting conversation. Tell us, which about is it. 
Nick is like, I gotta, we like, we can't let it end this way. Like Cardoso's gonna get away right. with it. We gotta go after him. And Amanda's like, what are you gonna do? Tell the cops about it. Like, oh, right. you're, al- you're already at rock bottom. They're just gonna think you're a, like a psychopath. Yeah. And like, and this guy will just end up killing you anyway. And Nick's like, well, people will believe it if you tell us, if you tell them. And Amanda's like, no, like, They'll be afraid. They'll hunt us down. And right. like, if they're if we're lucky, they'll kill us. Like, so she's like, you can't go telling people about this. It's in that context. Then she's like, but by the way, I have to pee first. So, <laughs> but actually, that's all a ruse to go meet up with Lucy. Right. So Lucy was paged, a pager, and brought a car. Yes. Uh, and so she got tickets like for flights to Paris and somewhere else, right? To like, because she's like, oh, Rio. you can leave on this. Yeah. And she's, oh, and she's like, oh, well, you can also leave on that flight or whatever. Um, but Lucy doesn't want Amanda to go after Mario because she's scared for her. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think this is like kind of a fine scene, although I do wonder what happened to Lucy because like Lucy brings the car, then Lucy gives Amanda the keys and Amanda takes it. And Lucy is just- She takes a cab home. I guess she takes a cab home. It's just so funny. Why not? Uh, but I, again, I really like, I like the relationship with Lucy and Amanda. Like I'm like, it's I'm great. interested in that. I think that's like, it's Be- different best relationship in the show. It is. It's, it's the only one that actually feels like a relationship. Like I, I yeah. I'm, I'm into that. Um, so now back at this, the fucking restaurant, right? It's dark as shit. And Mario is like, Oh, I hate the smell of the morgue. Oh, Oh, yeah. oh really? Okay. Mario was out of the, two seconds ago. Mario's in a bag next to Nick. Now he hates the smell of the morgue. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, so he gives, he's given a bunch of money to start over in Zurich or whatever by like his, his like, you know, familiar or whatever. Right. Um, his familiar. I love that. Go on. That's great. Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, and he's like, well now nobody fucking knows you're mortal. And he's like, one more doesn't he boom. And he blows this guy away. Right. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was a good move or not. That doesn't seem, he does it in his own restaurant. He's trying to clear his name, like to be like the slate is clean. And yet he is like leaving bodies behind. His body has disappeared from the morgue. Like that's suspicious as shit, right? Like all this stuff does not read master assassin. Like this reads moron. This, this like, I can't believe this guy's, uh, uh, this guy, uh, nope. Anyway, um, so Kyle, what, like, what time is it right now? Like I, I don't understand. Like, well, it, it's suddenly nighttime. It I is guess. suddenly nighttime. And Amanda. But we cut back to the church, and it's daytime. Like, it's yeah. this is like, okay. Amanda took a break to pee. We now this is this is where the the editing padding issue of the show like really comes in. Like, where it seems like they. I'm curious how these scripts are written. I I would I would not be surprised if scenes were written for this this script but not locations, like, you know, setting, it doesn't matter, right? And then they just start combining them together. It's like, again, maybe because of budget, I have no idea, budget reasons, who knows, but like, oh, film this one in the elevator. Oh, also film this one on that set too. Like, oh, we can do another thing at the church. Let's just put that scene at the church as well, but it creates all these problems or they're doing editing things uh, to, to just like keep things moving. Like you want that energy, right? You don't want to spend 10 minutes in one location, even in a movie usually. Like you, you try to move things along, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening, but we cut back to the church and Nick runs to the back, finds Lucy and is like, where's Amanda? And I'm like, was Amanda, like, is Amanda okay? Was like, what, what, how stupid, Nick is supposed to be a detective. 
And he's so stupid. He perhaps waited six hours. Maybe he waited 24 hours for him and Lucy to have this conversation while he thought Amanda was like constipated. I have no idea. Like, I think you're supposed to think like t- 10 minutes has elapsed on the Nick timeline. He's just on the Nick like, timeline, okay. on the Mario timeline. This is, this is where like, he's the, already escaped the, the universe is combined. And like what the, he's been, he's in a bag. He's been taken to the morgue. He has escaped. He's gone back to the restaurant. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, so we're back in Mario's restaurant. Um, Amanda is there. She is she has gone from peeing to the car to home to change into a whole like leather number. Or she's something. in her raven suit. The ra- the rave the raven suit. Yeah, right. Do you think the raven suit should have had feathers? Do you think she should look like a Philadelphia mummer? I think so. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, and uh, okay. uh, that explains the string band. Uh, <laughs> speaking of musical choices, isn't it weird that this this uh, the second episode it features a lot of string band music. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, time. there's a lot of like Matrix music, and so she just finds this body, and then is like on the top of like a, a parking garage. Like Th- this is this what? is the hardest, strangest cut. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, because Mario is gone, and then I don't understand where they are. No, but they're she's just there, and she finds Mario. Like, and this is like the way this is. And he's just is, like standing on a roof. He's standing on a roof, and it's like downtown. There's skyscrapers all around them. Like, there's a version of this. I had in my notes that I was like, wait, where? Because I was trying to figure out, I'm like, where are they? And like, based on what had come before, I was trying to figure out what would happen next. And of course, a show like this, you can't, you can't use logic like that to figure out where humans would be in real life. Like, I was like, this should be at the airport. Both of them are set to leave, right? Like, you know, Lucy's given her tickets to go, right? That's even like an impetus to get in the gate, right? Like, and Mario was like, I'm fucking leaving for Zurich. Like, boom, we're at the airport together now. But that's not what happens here. We're just on some random roof across the street from the restaurant because Nick eventually goes to the restaurant, finds the same evidence, leaves, and is like, oh, look, they're there fighting on the roof. I better investigate that. How are they there? Why are they there? Yeah, so... Cardoza's like, oh, Amanda, like, I was hoping you'd find me, but now you'll never get to try my gnocchi. And he, takes his, he takes a briefcase full of money and it's like, boom, and he throws it. It's just like, what? Like, I thought that was kind of, it, that was, it was strange. funny but I was like, shit. But I was into it. I was like, oh, I'm in, like, I, again, I kind of like this character. It's kind of funny. Like, he's, he's menacing. Like, I wish we saw him do actual assassin stuff, but yeah. You I don't fight. I just like also like th- that actual assassin stuff is what makes the tension in this fight, right? Like because we see his adeptness at killing people, we now get to learn that like well, when a man like we know a man. I mean, we well of course we know Amanda from her appearances on Highlander, but like we know how good she is. Well, when we now see like this this guy's got tricks up his sleeves, maybe a special move. Like we don't see him use a gun during the fight. Like Xavier St. Cloud had gas. Like he was kind of an assassin-y sort of guy. I mean, he wasn't an assassin, but like he murdered bunches of people to 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 get to his ends, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't see what this guy's like shtick really is other than he makes gnocchi. Like it's strange. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, what so you're, Nick, you're forgetting Nick when he up. reaches down and picks up a handful of gnocchi and throws oh, it in man, her like eyes. Hot marinara <laughs> in her face. <laughs> yeah, right. That'll uh, really get you. So but, uh, Nick shows up, can't get into the, 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 the restaurant. Right. Uh, even though Amanda somehow could, uh, I guess cause she's a master thief, but then he just looks across the street. They're fighting. Oh, and, uh, and like, you can share... see the massive shadows of them fighting and like, 
you even hear the sounds of clanging like what what are the sh what are the shadows of them fighting they're like shadows oh there we go oh what is that oh what is that oh that's just the opening of the gathering from highlander the series and on the right is <laughs> wait what no way yeah the really? shadows nick sees when he's viewing them fight is literally from 19 like 92 <laughs> and he's That's seeing nuts. uh you know adrian paul or or whatever fight slam the cat uh on the bridge in seacouver so yeah you know another example of like can this get cheaper i don't know we'll, we'll try right um yeah and there's even like clanging noise like it almost implies that he can hear them fighting from yes. where he is right so i'm also just like are there no people on this street like can just like if if he is seeing this isn't the entire city witnessing this mm -hmm. and certainly able to hear it anyway yeah uh, uh, also i did have questions is amanda using a different sword i don't know uh it looks different to me also i don't think i even realized uh we we did uh i, I should mention this we, uh we did some new art for the uh the uh the podcast our, our new logo yes. uh so uh i actually made the the logo this time so that was fun it looks great thank you I like uh, the, but uh, i i, I, I like I the used... native callbacks in it yeah uh there uh, uh the, the sword that's featured in it is amanda's sword and then i was rewatching this episode and i was like Wait a minute, that's not the sword. And I I I'm I, I don't know if they changed their sword in this show or not, or if it's just in this episode. I don't know. I'm confused. Uh, but it used to have like more of a hilt, it was a little more decorative. Also, like if you even look at like the promo images, like the cover art on the box, like she's got the the, the big hilt, the hand guard and stuff over her her hand. Uh, and I feel like in this fight, she's she's fighting with like a single hand broadsword that has like, you know, just your straight or yeah. curved, you know, thing on it. Uh, it's not so, super interesting looking. Yeah, who knows? Uh so uh what do we think of this fight is it it's it's i guess it's like kind of okay uh there's some horror stuff in it, it that i liked go for it uh like there there's like uh he he smashes his sword against the the roof of a car the hood of a car and pulls it across it the screech that comes out of this is yes fucking that is awesome. great it's like ah! like it is horrifying and i'm like that's <laughs> fucking awesome like i the more sound design the better i i think it's great it's really cool uh, and again, I'll have some thoughts on that uh, later uh, when we close. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, she ends up like flipping over him. You know, it's it's a whatever fight and she wins. Uh, cool. I, I like the, you know, there's like a little bit of a story in it mm -hmm. within the fight that I think is potentially interesting. That's like something that almost feeds into this, you know, the Raven trickster character. Like he seems like he is a better sword fighter than she is. Right. Like when they are just kind of standing there fighting, he seems to consistently have the advantage over her. Right. But like, she's slippery, she's tricksy. Like she ends up using the environment by jumping on these cars right. and moving around. And that's what ultimately, you know, she's able to, to snatch victory from the jaws of defeat because right. of like, you know, those kind of adjacent to sword fighting skills. And I think that's cool. I think yeah. it's like good. It's like, we're just not gonna see another version of like Adrian Paul is kind of just the Terminator. Like he goes right. into these fights because like he, we all know as the audience, like he's basically the fucking best. Yeah, and he's it's fucking like, awesome, right? <laughs> it's And it's very rare that we're in a fight and unless like the show really sets it up, you're not often like concerned that Duncan is outmatched. Right, yeah. There's certain and episodes like and certain villains where they, they make clear. And also it's, that that's like proof proof positive of how, of how it works, right? Like we can be scared that he fights Callus. We can be scared that he fights Xavier because they've given that character like enough stuff to be threatening 
enough like mental yeah. stuff even for our hero to be and, like doubting themselves or whatever right like that that's all good stuff uh yeah and i like that this flips the script a little bit where like maybe the default for this character is you know there's a reason she doesn't want to fight like she needs to be more creative than someone like adrian paul yeah would need to be in these fights and i'm curious to see if that is consistent throughout or is like the mo of how she has to do it so i kind of liked that in our first sword fight we get elements of that yeah totally yeah i I would be curious like what the style is right like yeah how she wins right because that that's important that's cool um yeah so anyway so nick is up there he can't get like a shot he wants to help but he sees this quickening happen uh what do you think of the quicken the quicken is a little bit different i suppose um you know it's 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 a little bit more like flowy and dancey which i kind of liked uh i hope like us i mean like i remember like adrian paul's quickenings uh early on like he was figuring them out. Amanda hasn't honestly had a bunch of quickenings in Highland of the series. How, how many has she had? I'm trying to- uh, I She has the one in couple? Lady and the Tiger. And that, that yep. might be it. I don't remember her getting a different one right. and I, in the I, series. It, I appreciate that they want to make it look different. Absolutely. Like for sure. I mean, that's Adrian was doing that too. Like every one of these can't be the same. It's kind of fun to switch it up. Uh, uh, so I'm curious to see how like the quickening develops, like the language of that for Amanda. Uh, I'm sure it'll be cool. That, that'll be something that we, I think we can really appreciate. Um, of course, they have not explained what a quickening is. Like all she does when Nick is like, what the fuck was that light show? She's like, oh, that my dear boy was a quickening. And then they just, they're like, cut to commercial. And I'm like, commercial. and the, the, the audience I'm sure is they like, like what the fuck are you talking cut, about? Like, I'm sure they just cut to the end of the episode. I'm sure they <laughs> yeah. cut to, they cut to credits, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. That That is right. Because they already cut after the fight. And the denouement of this episode is like, oh bro, like that was tough. Like we, we fought it out. What the hell was that? A quickening. Boom, episode's over. And they play cartoon, there's cartoon, you know, uh, a raven flying around a wolf. Yeah. Uh, so. Also, they're like, they choose to play j- the jazz music is the music they chose to put on the quickening. And it's very <laughs> odd. Well, that's, like, that's why I think it's a, a stylistic choice that like hers was a b- bit more dancey and like flowing or <laughs> something like, uh, and I, I, I'm okay with that. Um, also, it's interesting. This is the first quickening we see from Amanda in the show. So I, I think the flowingness is very like, this is supposed to be Amanda's character. Uh, like as we see yeah. in Highlander the series, oftentimes, like, well, I, I guess I'm saying that because like, I think Amanda is trying to establish what her quickening is, right? Uh, in the series, we'll see like different quickenings based on like the Colonel, for instance, is a crazy- That's, the, that's the most like, extreme one. Or the Wrath poses, of Kali one where he's like- Wrath of Kali, right? Like all that stuff, like uh, that's a bit ridiculous. Um, but like the, the quickenings are influenced by the person they're absorbing. Uh, and this yes. doesn't feel like that. I'm curious if it will get into that later or if we'll start to see different Amanda stuff. We'll see. Um, so that's kind of the end of the episode. Um, let's talk about it. Uh, I've got some questions right away, which the first episode was called Reborn. I don't think, I don't know if anybody was really reborn in that episode other than we saw Amanda dying, come back to life. We've seen that a hundred times and it's not important. Uh, I think it would be more significant if that was like, uh, spiritual rebirth of like it seems like there's a theme in these two episodes about like running away or staying fighting or fleeing right and we seem to we get hints of that with Amanda too in other episodes uh, in the series although like co- I shouldn't say contradictory uh, conflicting ones like you know there's one with Luther where she's like I'm fucking going after Luther and they play that laser music and Duncan's like no 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 I gotta save you and protect you right like I feel like there's part of that here uh, I wish that was more in the first episode like when she's reborn it means like I'm gonna take ownership of this I'm not running anymore I'm here in Ronto to to stay right uh, 
That Cibronto also just sounds like a town in the Flintstones, but go on. Love it, love it. Um, this this episode is called Full Disclosure. I think it should be called Partial Disclosure. Disclosure, I, a little bit of disclosure. Yeah, they 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 still aren't telling. I think the audience like enough. Like again, what's a quickening? Like she mentions you can die. She's like, oh well, I gotta go kill Mario. I was shocked that the next line out of Nick's head was, I thought you were immortal. You can't die. And then triggering the, oh, well, you see, my dear boy, when your head gets cut from your body, right? Like, we got to learn that stuff to some degree, or at least the fucking new audience members do. Um, what is Red Storm by the end of this episode? Do we have any clue? I don't know. Uh, but I did mention Not the sound design in this episode and the quickening thing. And, like, there's all that sort of stuff. And I was curious watching these. I was like, oh, are we going to see this moving forward? I think it's pretty cool. Here's some tidbits on it. So the sound designer on all 22 episodes uh, was Ken Cade. They've done lots of projects, but just two years before The Raven, they did the sound on the Poltergeist, the legacy show. There's also, so that's like the horror. Connection. That might be the horror elements. But yeah. there's also a sound. So there's a sound designer. There's also a sound editor on this show who was Murray Barker. They also did the Poltergeist and they did the Crow show right before this at the same time. Uh, so no wonder, like, I'm like, ah, there it is. That's where we're getting like this sound library from that. It's got this like horror tinge to it, which I think is pretty cool. And uh, I think like the new blood that that's like something I really think is neat about the show. Like the sound design, although the sword clinkings were more clinkings and less clankings. I don't know. Uh, they could have been beefed up, but, uh, <laughs> um, Kyle, do you have any final thoughts on this episode in our last like five minutes? Let's make it. So, you know, this episode, I feel, is definitively better than the last one. Interesting. Despite, despite <laughs> all, there's a lot of just like, we, we, we need not beat them over the head with like all of these mechanical elements that are oh, obviously- Oh, we need not? Oh, we need not. Uh, <laughs> which are, which we've already flagged and are like pretty glaring. Sure. And like, that is bad. Like that is bad, just like the mechanics of showmaking. But- I care a lot more about the characters in this episode than I did in the last episode. I care. I was way more invested in this relationship with the antagonist than I was in the previous episode. Sure, sure. We had a villain who felt very Highlandery to me. Like, oh, interesting. Of like just this kind of like over those strange effects and stuff. Yeah, that like the show kind of loves doing, and like you know, not all of them are equally successful, but they're all memorable. Like. We remember Slam the Cat fondly. We remember, you know, Caleb Cole fondly, even though these characters are just kind of nutty. Yeah, like, but th th those are like such an extreme though. This character is so like bleh compared to them. I mean, he's just like- I mean, he's less, I mean, he's less loud, but like he's- I feel, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's true, he's less loud. He, he fucking gets creepy he, in that, in the apartment, he like puts his like face his on Amanda. It's like real creepy, man. Like it's yeah. gross, like- I and I will remember this character. All right. Like we're, for all the kind of absurdity of it, I am invested in this Mario character. And I like, even though they don't spell it out, that there is this moral connection of like Amanda at, at the behest of this character has done wrong. Like she's made the world a worse place. True. And she did not take accountability for that. And like I'm not clear that that's why she confronts Mario here, but like we at least see some moral components like there is a version of this episode that i think works well i i agree with a lot of the stuff you said especially this like moral component thing and it's a thing that i don't think is explicit in the episode and i wish it was and it'll be interesting to see how it becomes more explicit 
I also wish it was made explicit in the pilot, like, because that's a good, like, I get, like, Amanda in a lot of ways is, like, a foil to Duncan, right? Like, Duncan's so serious. Like, Amanda, obviously, like, she does bad things. Like, she's, like, kind of gray, right? Like, but we like her, and she's funny. Like, she's oftentimes also, like, comic relief, which is, you know, okay. Uh, but, like, then you go to make a show about her, and it's like, well, she can't be exactly the same character. Like, Amanda is not, like, a, the way, like, Duncan is a crime fighter. I never envisioned Amanda as a crime fighter. And I'm curious to see how the show handles that. And I wish it was just made more explicit that like, it was just stated, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what, the, like, I have to make a choice. I mean, it doesn't even need to be that grand. Like, what am I doing with my life? But like a conscious decision, like I'm always running, I'm not going to run anymore. And I think that's also great because it tells the new audience who this character is, but also does like the narrative work that we need to like reorient to this character. Because of course I'm bringing all this baggage from like the series. Like, who is this person? Like they're a thief. They don't care, blah, blah, blah. But here they are caring. Like why? Like, give us a scene where we just take the, 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 the barometer and move it. And we're go, like, go boom, this is the new character or this is like, this is the path the character wants to be on. And like, now we can go on that path with them. And I don't think the show does a good enough job in the script to, to do that. Uh, but whatever, I mean, it's, it's a, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was that. Uh, so what a fun time. Uh, we don't know what red storm is. Oh, oh. And uh, Kyle, do you think, in episode three, we will see the birthday party. Apparently 34 people, I think, have been invited to this. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like the birthday 100%. party's over. Like no one cares at all. Like I, I would, I think I would have loved at the end if the denouement was the birthday party and she she went to it. But uh, we'll see. Maybe next episode will open with the birthday party. Uh, so thank you everybody <laughs> for listening. Uh, it's been another longer episode. These episodes- We didn't rate it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Keith, sorry, sorry. No, you no, get I... to go first, Keith. How many dishes of delicious gnocchi would you give this episode a full uh, i'm giving it one i'm so sorry one one you, star. Oh, so you you're giving this less than the pilot yeah i think so i think i wow. think the stuff in the script in this this episode feels like the most broken thing i like i also i i, I know i've mentioned like they spent money to put a trailer hire an actor like hundreds perhaps hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent to make this thing happen and oh my god like my god like that's a lot of money and i would hope it makes sense uh and this doesn't really make sense like i think i think the like production crimes of this episode are egregious <laughs> this has been production crimes with highlander yeah right I, I don't know something something's weird um but yeah uh so i give it one 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 oh i didn't i even say like what kind of thing uh i didn't even write in my notes uh oh you, you asked me how many plates noki kyle um I guess uh, how many how many cardinal the cardinals of C Ronto how many cardinals are there I mean usually there's only one but you know here I think here. there are actually two four I'm giving it a there two <laughs> there two uh, I give this a I give this a two honestly okay. I there's a world in which this is the pilot I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm also curious. Like, and it's it's interesting that these episodes weren't like made into like a movie. This this feels more like it should have been like a, a, a you know a two hour made for TV movie or something, right? Yeah. Sorry, but, I interrupted because uh, I'm bad. You know, no, that's fine. It's look, it's almost I empty. Hey, oh, I give it a two. I think this is like a step in the right direction. There's more here. You know, I want to eat this plate of gnocchi. That's with, right. We're gonna be with, eating that with gnocchi Super all, Mario. all month. It's gnocchi yeah. month here at Highlander Rewatch. Yeah. We have not made any Super Mario jokes this time. No one has said Mamma Mia. Nobody has made reference to Fire Flowers. And I appreciate our restraint on that. Wow. All right. 
Well, congratulations to us uh, on that. And on that note, uh, join us next time uh, when we review the Ra- Highlander colon the Raven dash episode three colon double colon semicolon bloodlines. Hey, Ooh, bloodlines. Mm, interesting. Who knows what that'll be about? <laughs> no way to tell. No way to tell. We'll have to, you'll just have to join us next time. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. Bye-bye. Bye.